Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I'm Jen, to your mom, Jen Zoe's by your dad. Oh, hi. Our cocktail of the week, we finished out the last of the summer sangria at the tapas place Haleo that we always go to. That place is awesome. The summer sangria has mint and strawberries in it, and the winter sangria has apples and maybe cinnamon. We don't know yet because we haven't had the winter. I've had it with apples before. Also, a little sad that they're changing to winter. Yeah. We're just going to have to leave and go someplace where it's always summer. Yeah. I know a place. Yeah, it's like Jimmy Buffett land. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Uh, So, some of you have probably figured out by now the reason that we delayed the podcast is because we knew that today, Thursday, was Sizzle Day. For Shizzle. For Shizzle Day. I'm so embarrassed. So, uh, if you happen to miss it, we have a new foster dog. Her name is Sizzle. She's small. She is so, so small. Like, you put her next to Vink, and even if Vink were skinny, she's way smaller than Vink. Like, she's shorter. I was looking at her vet records, and they say say that she weighs 54, but I can't imagine that she weighs 54. That's with a heavy collar. I mean, I've been carrying her around, and she seems to weigh less than that. Yeah, maybe she weighed more when she had all her teeth. Yeah. Segway. So let's Seg- give you the background on Sizzle. And I don't want to give too much because, like, the rescue doesn't want, like, the people who gave the dogs up to know where they are in Foster. And, I mean, I guess Sizzle is, like, a pretty distinctive name. Um, but she came from a, a hoarding situation, and she was a breeder dog. She's clearly had a lot of puppies. She's real uh, saggy. She in doesn't the- really know her name. She 100% does not know her name. In fact, when they brought her here, they're like, we're not sure that they got the names right at the animal <laughs> hospital. So she may be a different one. And I'm like, I don't think she knows it. And they're like, oh, no, they definitely don't know their names. Um, Maybe we should try different names. It just I think Sizzle's a great name. Chloe. No. We had a Chloe. She died. Zippy. No. I don't think Vampira. Anybody, <laughs> I don't think anyone ever called her by her name okay. because the person who had her had dozens and dozens of dogs, and the sheriff made them give up some dogs, which is why we got her. Uh, two of her other golden sisters came in. Queso. Queso is extremely wound up about Sizzle. She doesn't know what to do, and she kind of wants to play, but she's just like, I don't know what this going on. So, uh, Sizzle came from somewhere far away, but around the (laughs) Virginia region. It could be, you know, Southwest Virginia by Roanoke, which we discussed last time on the podcast. Not Virginia Beach, Roanoke, kind (laughs) of out there in Virginia. Could be West Virginia, could even be North Carolina. We don't know. Um... But we got her and two of her sisters last week into the rescue, and she got fixed. And when they were fixing her, they always check their teeth, and they had to pull 29 of her teeth. Which is sort of inconceivable. I was like, how many teeth do dogs have that they can pull 29? Believable. The only teeth that she has left are her four canines, the pointy teeth, and then she has one molar, you know, Top, bottom, left, right. She has four molars left. I thought it was only three, but I checked, and there's four in there. It's sad. Uh, but 
I mean, she was a mess. They said there was like fur embedded in her gums, like under the tartar, and she had really serious gum disease, just kind of rotting away. God. So she's all fixed up now. Her mouth looks great. Um, her teeth are all nice and clean. The, the ones that are there, the eight that are left. Uh, but it's hilarious because like she smiles at you and she looks like this little vampire dog because she only has the pointy teeth. She doesn't have any of the other ones. So you just see like her big like fangly teeth like smiling at you. Um, She's seven years old. She looks a lot like Jasmine, but smaller. Yeah. And uh, so she's got, you know, she's kind of the brownish color and she's got a white face. A skinny little tail. Real skinny. Um, she's not like emaciated. Like she's a little on the thin side, but she's fine. Uh, she, she's trying to eat my sunglasses right now. Don't eat my sunglasses. She just pulled them off the table. Um she has been really good playing with toys and balls and stuff today, but she's kind of a counter surfer. Like I've caught her like with her front paws up on the counter in the kitchen. Uh, we got her some soft food because she just had 29 of her teeth pulled and she just wolfed that thing down. I gave her like a can and a half. So uh, we're going to fatten her up a little bit. And she just has been wagging constantly. I already got a face lick from her. Uh, Queso has been here for 11 months. Zero face licks. Sizzle has given me like 10 face licks so far. She is just wonderful and affectionate and happy. She's a little freaked out and doesn't know what's going on, but... She's been in constant motion, too. She literally will not stop moving. Like, she just She's like a shark. wanders around. Like a yeah. shark. Okay, so it's okay. I still love you just as much. I know you're a little worried. You see them next to each other, and Queso is like... A full head taller than her, like. Yeah, I think Sizzle could walk under. Yeah, I think she could walk under. Queso. She might be able to walk under Queso. Uh, like it's funny to look at Queso and Vink together, but Queso and Sizzle together is like a whole other level. And uh, so yeah, I guess she lived mostly outside in a crate, but she's super well socialized. So she showed up here, and uh, so we have a transporter who like helped bring her up. And uh, so he showed up with her, and uh, he's brought us tons of dogs, Jasmine and Maggie and Queso, but a bunch of our other fosters. It's like in that movie, Trans The Transporter. Maybe. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, it's some guy who kicks ass. Oh, okay. The guy who transports our dogs kicks ass. He's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it's probably him. He's Jason Stratham, I think is his name. He's oh, yeah. Bald? Does he, like, beat the crap out of people? No, but this guy's older. Well, you don't know. I mean, he might do it in his spare time. It's No, he totally could. It's true. Yep. Um... Anyway, he showed up. So right now, Sizzle's trying to chew on a bone, but she doesn't have any teeth. She's gumming the, the she's gumming very hard. She's trying real hard to get at that bone. I, but she has been missing her teeth only for a few days, so she's still getting used to what that means. Um, but yeah, so we let her kind of wander around in the backyard, which is all fenced. And then I do a slow introduction, so I brought out Hops and Vink together. And they kind of ran up to her, and she kind of cowered, but was also wagging. And then she was like, oh, these dogs are friendly, and like popped up and was all kind of like moving around, and we let everybody else out, and it went great. Like, there was, she, you know, she was a little just like, what's going on? And then she's like, oh, okay, everything's fine, and super happy, and uh, playing a little bit with Vink. And Queso's been like borking at her, bork, 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 like trying to get her to play and also not sure what's what's up with her <laughs> all night uh so they're having a good time and uh so yeah she's just a foster the plan is not to keep her that was the plan for the last three 
Well, queso we sort of knew we'd keep. Uh-huh. Because it was like, she's 13. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, we talked about it. Like, look, if it seems mm. like it'd be better for her to go someplace else, we'll adopt her out. But otherwise, like, by default, she's staying. Yep. Um, Jasmine and Maggie, I wanted to keep them the whole time, but I had to win you over on that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that hard. No. But Sizzle, uh, not, I mean, she would fit in great. And if, you know, we don't find a perfect home for her, she can totally stay. She's real small. I mean, she'll fit. She would fit. Um, but we've got some ideas of like places that might be good for her. And, uh, we don't need another dog. No, it's not need based. No. Do you want me to take your collar off, sweetness? So you can scratch your neck? Let me take this off of you. You're not going any place. There you go. She just wags and wags when you go up to her and comes up for affection. Like she's super lovey. Yeah, it's real nice. She's a very good dog. Real winter dog. But now she's trying to like scratch her leg and chew on it, but she doesn't have any teeth. So she's just like oh, gums. She's like, rubbing, can I do rubbing it with her my, gums? With, just with my canine pointy teeth. You got some stuff to learn there, honey. Oh. Poor girl. Uh, but with dogs, even if you pull all their teeth, like once they heal, their gums are super tough, so they can eat like hard, dry kibble even without any teeth. They can crunch it just fine, just with their gums, and it doesn't hurt. I suspect it's because they don't actually chew, and they just—I mean, <laughs> Shmi has all her teeth, and she still doesn't chew. She just inhales. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but I gave Sizzle soft food today. I fed her in the office where I feed Jasmine, and so I gave her her food first, and then when I brought Jasmine in. Of course, everyone was interested in everybody else's food, so I made them eat their own. But Jasmine always leaves a few bites, and uh, Sizzle went up and just, like, ate that kibble. She couldn't really crunch it, but she ate Horked those bites. It. She a little bit at a time and swallowed them down. You might be able to hear her in the background, like, trying to nibble on her foot, and she's kind of it's pushing on her nose. She's making snarfy sounds. Let's see if I can get Snarfous. up in there. Bless Okay, thank you for those snips. So, yeah, she's a. Uh, it always takes a few days for like the first step of calm down. Yeah, it's been a while. And I mean, Kesa was not freaked out. She was just kind of catatonic. So, yeah. this, is, this is the usual, actually, with the freaked outness. Yeah. And she's just. She doesn't seem super scared. She's just like in constant motion, moving around, like doesn't quite want to settle down. So, uh, she came with. A few bottles of pills, one pill to finish her deworming because she had tapeworms and roundworms, um, so those have been treated, and then some antibiotics because, you know, she got fixed and she got her teeth done, and then she also came with a bottle of Xanax, which we're going to keep giving her every eight hours to help ease her into life here. So hopefully by the time she runs out of Xanax, she'll be nice and calm and adjusted to our household, but she's already better than she was. She's like right now, GR dad is leaning forward and like scratching her cheeks and she's just wagging her tail. Look at him with her little vampire teeth sticking out. Uh, she's really wonderful. So uh, there you go. That's Sizzle. We will uh, do, you know, Sizzle V2 next week yeah. and keep you updated. But overall, she is really just wonderful and she's going to be here for a couple weeks. She's going to have a good life. Yep. The rules of our rescue are that if you foster a dog, the dog has to stay with you for two weeks. That's the minimum so you can evaluate any health problems and behavioral issues. And so she'll definitely be here for two weeks. 
And then we tend to adopt them out pretty quick after that. Some people hold on to them for a long time, but we, uh, we tend to start immediately finding people. And I'm really good at this point at finding like the right people. No. Uh, just cause like, Modest. well, you know, once you know what the dog needs, right. Do they want to be with other dogs? Like she clearly does. She loves other dogs. Yeah. Um, you know, would they be good with little kids or not? She probably would be fine. Some dogs are like really boisterous and would like totally knock over little kids. Some are good for older owners, some good for younger owners, yeah. Yeah, like some really, like we've had a few where it's like they really need to have someone paying attention to them all the time. Um, like they need that for security. And other ones that's like, yeah, they'd be, you know, like Maggie and Jasmine perfectly fine being left at home for part of the day. Yeah. Um, and so if you have a dog who like really needs constant attention, then it's good to find like retired people who will spend all their time with them. And so once you know what the dog needs, which I think we're pretty good at figuring out, yep. then they kind of get listed and it's easy to go through the people who are interested and pick the ones that seem right. Yeah. That's a good thing about adopting a dog. I think we had a whole podcast about this too, but you'll get an assessment of the dog already, right? You don't just have to go to the pound and figure it out, but you'll get a whole description and someone can already say, good with kids, not good, chased my cat, you know, yeah. uh, doesn't like stairs, whatever, pukes in the car. I mean, stuff you wouldn't necessarily get if you, I mean, heck, even if you get a puppy, you don't know. Yeah, right? for sure. But if it's a foster that you're trying to adopt, you'll get all this background. Yep, and... You know, the job of the people who are fostering and you is to kind of like find a great match. And so if you're like, oh, you know, I really want a dog that I can run with. And it's like, cool, like this dog is old and gets tired after half a mile, like is not a good match. Like even if it's a great dog and they'll find one that is a good match for you. Yeah. So. So, the, so the key when you're fostering is not to try to say something that you think will get the dog adopted. Like don't lie. But just be honest so you can get the right person to to adopt them, right? So yeah. if they're not good with kids, don't say, oh, perfect angel, good with kids. You know, just be honest because there's going to be a match out there. But but if you are shading the truth, trying to make the dog seem something they're not, you're not doing anyone a, a, a favor. Yep. And it's super rewarding to, like, help a dog find the perfect home because we've done that a bunch of times right like yeah. a dozen dogs that we fostered and adopted out Yeah, like with the old guys and i mean it's just yeah there's a match out there yep and like you can tell right you bring them into that house and if it's the right match it's just like oh like this dog lives here like you can totally tell like this is a hundred percent the right thing like for this family and for this dog and uh you know there's plenty of people who take good care of the dog but like finding that perfect match like it feels like home for everybody is super rewarding. Like it's great. Um, so that's the goal with Sizzle. She needs a place that has a dog and, uh, so she can have a dog friend and yeah. she'll get lots of love. And, uh, right, right now she has five dog friends. Yes. She has many dog friends. I don't think she needs five, which is good because <laughs> it opens up the count. world. She doesn't know. She can't count like one or two dog friends would be good. One or two at all times. One like or more dog have, friends. Having five means always having one or two. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's just walking in a lot of circles today. Like she wants to do something and she doesn't know what. So she just keeps walking around in circles. Yeah, we keep waiting for her to like settle down and nap or something. But it hasn't happened yet. 
No. Though I did, I put her in her crate when we went to dinner and I came home and she was like laying in her crate. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, she, uh, she's always been crated. And so, uh, I think she's pretty comfortable. She didn't really like me leaving her when I put her in there, but she was comfortable in it. So we will provide that as an option with her until she starts to kind of be calm and understand what it's like in the household and if she wants yeah. to keep going in she can and if she wants to sleep in the bed she can do that too she has her spot yep shmeek and jasmine they got to sleep in the bed the first night because it was just obvious that they, they like it there. yeah yeah but she is a real sweet dog so that's the sizzle situation sizzle situation is looking hopeful yeah looking real good except the missing teeth sorry sizzles i think you're adorable with your vampire teeth your vampire teeth are adorable. You want to say hi to the phone? Yes, you're very sniffy. Okay, you don't eat it. Okay. She ate it. <laughs> she keeps trying to chomp things. That's okay. She's not much of a chomper. She's more of a hole punch. Gum. <laughs> <laughs> are you a hole puncher? Oh, man. Uh, you're so nice. Yeah, sorry, Sizzle, but you don't even know your name. You probably don't know what a whole punch is either. No, that's true. I'm not worried about her being offended. Yeah, traumatized. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, that's that situation. Welcome to the Sizz. Hi, Vivi. So, yeah, other than that, I guess the only other kind of news is that we launched our little um, Afghan Afghad supply mission today. So it, the, if you saw this on Twitter, uh, there's this guy who's an ultra runner, Chris Jones, and I called him a fellow ultra runner in my tweets, which is hilarious because he's like a sponsored ultra runner, like equipment companies pay him money to wear their gear. Like he's a very good ultra runner. I don't know. I'd call like, you know, uh, Mo Farah a fellow marathon runner, even though he runs a two hour marathon yeah. and I run a five hour marathon. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so Chris Jones, I had heard about on this podcast called the Ultra Runner Podcast. He did an interview, and he's uh, he's also in the Army Reserves, and I followed him on Instagram, and he's deployed right now in Afghanistan. Part of the endless war. Yeah, and uh, he rescued some puppies, and so he has you know, sort of series of posts over a week about finding these puppies and then kind of drawing them out and catching them and getting them into the one shelter in all of Afghanistan. There's one official dog shelter. Um, And it's crazy. I mean, I knew it was like, you know, under-resourced. I didn't think they had fancy dog shelters there. You can't even buy commercial dog food in Afghanistan. Like, they have to cook food for all the dogs. And he had mentioned in one of his tweets or one of his Instagram posts, like if you want to send something to the shelter, you could send it to him at his like APO, his military address. And so I sent him a message and I was like, hey, you know, aside from being a runner, which is, I follow him on my running account. I'm like, we have a bunch of social media followers for our dogs. Maybe we could put together a thing. And so we talked to the guys at the shelter and they had a Amazon wish list in the UK. And so we put one together, kind of similar stuff on the US site. We posted that up today, and if you missed it, I'll put a link in the podcast description. And uh, we already have sent a ton of stuff, like I think 500 pounds of dry dog food. We have like hundreds of little individual pouches of <laughs> wet food and deworming pills. We may save tests. all the dogs in Afghanistan. We are doing a great thing. And some people had asked if you could adopt the dogs, and I think the puppies that they found are still getting treated because they were really sick, but 
all of their dogs in that shelter are up for adoption and can come to the U.S. or the U.K. or wherever. It's sort of expensive to do that because you have to arrange to, you know, basically get them on a commercial flight out of Kabul to wherever you are. But you can adopt their dogs and they've got pictures and profiles of all of them. And there's tons of like lab Australian shepherd mixes, like really cute, fun like good family dogs to hang out with so fluffy little puppies yeah the puppies are super fluffy but there's a lot of adult dogs on there too that they've rescued and uh they're doing really good work and so we don't normally do fundraisers but i was just like god like one dog shelter in the whole country is crazy and so like let's send them some stuff and so if you go through the list that we set up you're basically sending it to like chris like the military male guys in Kabul are going to be pissed off at like all this dog food and <laughs> stuff coming in um but you can send it to him and then he brings it over to the shelter or you can go through the amazon uk site that goes directly to them or you can just give them money, which is always really kind of the best thing. Yeah. Um, there, I posted a link to the website for the shelter in the websites in English, you know, because they're not taking donations from Westerners, not from people in Afghanistan, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's not like we had any particular experience with it. It was just like, you know, so we've got Sizzle and... We spent a few thousand, I mean, we, the rescue, spent a few thousand dollars at the vet getting her fixed and getting her issues treated and getting her teeth fixed and all this stuff, getting her microchipped and getting her fostered and getting her adopted out. And it's great that we have all those resources to do that. And then you look at Afghanistan, this huge country with tons of stray dogs and sick dogs who's nobody's taking care of. And they have one shelter for the whole country that's in Kabul, and they're totally under-resourced. And so it just felt like this is a thing that's in front of me, and we can do something, so let's do something. So, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, update. Sizzle's now standing in front of me letting her pet letting me pet her she's not walking around in circles that's good so we're gonna... tail's still wagging at a very high frequency yep and you still got those beautiful vampire teeth i Aww. love them i Chompy. love your vampire teeth so yeah everything's good things are hopeful with yep this is and of course sizzle's gonna be all over the snaps and all over everywhere and i think we're gonna do sizzle saturdays she's gonna get her own day the sizzla <laughs> I'm sure there will be tons of good nicknames for her. Uh, Everything rhymes with Sizzler. Yep. Uh, If we need a cocktail of the week for her, we could do the Swizzle, which is what Giardetta is accidentally calling her, um, which is a tiki drink. It's it's a couple different kinds of rum, pineapple and orange juice and bitters. Uh, There's lots of different Swizzle recipes, but the Swizzle stick... Is a stick yes. that you use to mix the swizzle drink, which has a lot of ice and all of those things mixed together. And uh, so we could do the swizzle in honor of sizzle. The sizzle swizzle. Anything you want to add? Nope. Looking forward to getting to know the sizzle better. Yep. And you all will get to have the journey with us. So, uh, yep. Sizzle's going to be awesome. Thanks for being patient with us so we could give you the special sizzle update. Making the world a better place one dog at a time. Indeed. Uh, So have a good weekend, everybody. And uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and wherever to get updates on Sizzle and everybody else. And if you want to support the podcast, you can go to audibletrial.com slash the golden ratio and get a free audio book and support us. 
And, uh, and that's it. So we'll talk to you next week. Reading is fundamental. <laughs> well said, GRD. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.